0: Hello, Freedom Fighters. Thank you for listening. This audio interview is brought to you by Open World Magazine, the ultimate guide for pursuing a life of adventure and passion and setting up a location-independent business that can support your dream lifestyle. Go check us out at openworldmag.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Open World Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Flood, and in this episode, I am joined by the one and only Ben Worthington. He's the host of the IELTS podcast, that's ieltspodcast.com. podcast.com. He's also a member of the Dynamite Circle, and we met recently at a DC meetup in Bangkok, and I really love Ben's background because he went from moving abroad to Spain to teach English, uh, which he did for several years, and then he transitioned into private teaching where he was self-employed, making more money, and he has a really cool thing he's going to share about how he marketed himself when he, he started out, that you guys are going to love. Hmm. <laughs> and, and then finally to where he is now, where he's leveraged his skills and experiences into a business, a brand. Um, and doing pretty well for himself. So he's, he's really evolved organically from an employee working abroad to self-employed to a fully-fledged entrepreneur in a really organic way, done pretty well for himself. And I think it's a great model to follow if you're looking for some practical advice from someone who's just a few steps ahead in the journey. So I'm excited for this show. Ben, welcome to my living room. Welcome <laughs> to the show.
1: Hi there, Danny. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be interviewed. And, uh, yeah, I'm very, very happy that you did decide to uh, ask us, And, yeah, I'm very happy that uh, we finally found a time that we could both meet and, uh, yeah, get the
0: interview done. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Make sure you, make sure you sit close to the mic, by the way. All right. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so, Ben, uh, tell me, what was your backstory like, and um, how did you end up here where you are now, uh, talking with me in my living room in Bangkok, you know, give, give me the listener, <laughs> give me, the, me and the listener, uh, a little bit about your backstory, you know, where you were in England, you know, why did you decide to take the path that you're on? Right then. Well, um,
1: let's see. So before going to university, um, I kind of got distracted and I wanted to take a gap year. So I went to Australia for a year, then I went to Thailand for a couple of weeks, went back. And... Yeah, kind of got the the travel book, went back to university. Then every summer, I would just go out and explore maybe Eastern Europe or somewhere else or Spain or whatever. And then my final year was Erasmus. And when I finished that, that was in Spain, I decided to stay just to basically have another year off because I enjoyed Spain so much. And then, yeah, I was supposed to be looking for a graduate job, but I kind of just slipped into English teaching because the money was a lot better than doing graduate work in Spain, mm. and yeah, and I really enjoyed it, and...
0: Uh, what, what was what was your original pa- uh, plan or path that you I wanted guess, to, to pursue after university? I guess it was like everybody else's,
1: this is, <laughs> no, because everybody has this idea, this illusion that, okay, I'll go to uni, and then I'll join the, uh, a corporation, I'll get a job in something, you know, and nobody's got any clear well, most of the people I talked to, to didn't have a clear direction. And I think a lot of people still do not have any clear direction. And I think they,
0: don't, they don't ask why, it seems like. it's like
1: Yeah, they're it, just happy. It's like um, zombie walking into a corporate job, you know, and they wake yeah. up five years later like, did I really want to work in a, I don't know, a toothpick factory, you know? You know what I mean? Like People <laughs> just, they walk into these random jobs and they just let
0: other people... Direct No, no real life. direction for the life. You know, I've, I've interviewed yeah. a couple of guys from the UK, uh, David Ralph and Rob Cubbon, uh, on this show. And, and they, they explained to me what it's like living in a bedroom community outside of London and just commuting an hour uh, uh, to work each day and then coming home, getting pissed drunk. And, and what David told me was he was actually drinking on the train. You know, because it's no. so like, <laughs> he did not even wait till he got S- home. Saving time. That, but that was his life. You know, that was both of their lives before uh, yeah. they, they started, you know, gaining more personal autonomy and saying, you know, I need to do things my own way. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> so it didn't appeal to you that much, this, this path. <laughs> well, I, I kind of had a tiny taste of it before going to Australia
1: because I needed to save up money to get my ticket. And I worked in a factory in my local village and it was a beer pump factory. So you can imagine the kind of people, but it was basically, okay, it was 8.30 till 4.30, uh, Monday to Friday, and then knock off Friday afternoon, directly to the pub, empty the bank account all weekend, and start again Um, on Monday. This was the routine, and that was kind of one of the motivations that sort of like, okay, uni's probably going to get me away from this at least, you know? But then, yeah, after going to uni, I was... I, okay, I guess I've got to get a corporate job. Or I've got to do something now. Yeah. And I, I think I kind of just fell into the script of somebody else or what society's script because I didn't have any direction and I wasn't aware of some of the material out there that you can read to sort of, like, change your situation.
0: Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. Do, do you feel like there's a, a social pressure to... Like, do, do you feel pressure from, like, family or friends? Do you feel like... um like, you need to go along with that? Like, the other people are kind of pressuring you? Like, I think... Because you want to feel like... You want to show people that you... You've yeah, yeah. Something. You've got to, like, tick the boxes of success, you mm-hmm. know? But,
1: um, yeah. And I think... I don't know if there's a pressure, but if you don't have a plan, you end up falling into somebody else's plan. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be half as good as having your own plan. Because their plan for you is working 9 till 5 and giving you extra work on a Saturday Mm. You know, and then flicking you off like a little insect <laughs> when the numbers don't add up. Right. You know, so that's like a good argument for autonomy.
0: But I, yeah. I think I think there's something there because I think that we're we're afraid like the job market is really competitive. You know, we're afraid that we're going to be like have a wasted life, you know. so yeah. So we make this decision out of fear. You know, we we kind of join the rat race out of fear. Exactly. And whenever you make decisions out of fear, that's never going to lead to anything good. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I haven't looked at it like that. But yeah, you end up... I just just thought about that while while I heard you talking. And and I just, uh, I think that... Yeah, and you're joining the people and you started getting involved (laughs) in this, like, career, corporate and Mm -hmm. climbing and stuff like that. And maybe it's not the path you wanted, you know. Or even the fear of, when you're searching for security, you know? Mm. Like, I know
0: people who take terrible jobs just because it's fixed contracts. because right. It's stable. And we, we fear what we don't know. Like, we fear taking risk or... You yeah. Know, what yeah, if, what yeah. if we fail? And, and failure is not really that all at that bad. Yeah, you're exactly. Still, yeah, you're still true.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, w- when I, like, got into all this sort of, like, autonomy and entrepreneur stuff, I was like, okay, well, let's just forward, fast forward three years from now I could be in the same job teaching English or something like that and my situation isn't going to have changed that much mm. or maybe I'm a bit higher up in the career ladder, corporate ladder, whatever. However, I do three years at this stuff, then the payoff, if it all comes off, is, is insane, you know? And if I lose, okay, what do I do? I just go back to the job that I had before,
0: not a massive, you know, it's not like you get your face kicked in or all Nothing to lose. Yeah, Exactly. So you were in uh, Spain, you saw this opportunity, and you just took it. How did you find the opportunity? How did you hear about it? Well, I was teaching
1: English, like, basically just to pay the bills, and plus it was, there was the money's good how did, how, how
0: did you find the job? Did you have any, like, uh, certification, like a TEFL or anything like that? Or? <laughs> well, I, had a, I
1: went to a few different academies. Actually, I chose the best private English um, businesses in Spain to work at because mm-hmm. I just thought okay if I'm gonna do this teaching stuff I'm gonna like and it was just coming back from other self-development books and the marketing books like okay I'm gonna be be the best and I'm gonna do an amazing job you know mm-hmm. because you've got eight hours so you might as well make them eight good paid hours you so know? you really wanted to like give your all to uh, yeah teacher. I really <laughs> wanted to excel in it and yeah And plus, I'm a really practical people, and I think in teaching, it's one of the areas where there's so much incompetence, where a -hmm. lot of teachers just like to put all the responsibility on the student. And if you take a different attitude and like, okay, I'm going to be partly responsible for this, I can't do it all, I can't learn English for you, but just having that mindset separates you from like 99% of the other teachers, mm. especially, in the English, ES, especially in the ESL market,
0: right. you know. I, I, feel like, I feel like a lot of teachers get into it for the wrong reasons, you know, they don't uh, actually teach, but they want to teach. Absolutely, it's an easy, <laughs> easy job in the sun, and you've got this
1: expat lifestyle, and it's paid work, Yeah, and, and it is kind of easy, but I think the easy route usually... Ends up being the harder route in the long t- in
0: the long run right right, and and you you've really mm. because you you were so enthusiastic going into this mm. when you started you 've been able to parlay this into a business basically yeah well it wasn 't sort of like direct from teaching english there's been a few
1: quite a few actually failed ventures, like at one point when I was tell, teaching, me, tell me about some of them yeah <laughs> Jesus, right, where do we start well I think <laughs> One of them, I was really keen on doing this photo book album, right? And I was really hot for that for like about four or five months. And then kind of, and I was teaching English at the same time. And then I kind of just wore off the project, got, dis- got discouraged from it and just kind of left it, put it away. And then a couple of months later, I got hot for, I wanted to set up this hairdressing, this really low cost like the Ryanair of hairdressing, two feet, two euros, 50, and I did all the research. And, <laughs> and then I was like really keen on doing this. And then I kind of got distracted again. And then... Oh, distraction is the bane of Yeah, of and it took me so long to learn that I need to just stick yeah. at it, even when it gets boring, even when it looks impossible. You just stick at it. Because I think all of those businesses, all of those ideas would have been a success if I'd have just stayed in it for the long term. You know, if I'd have just put in that three years, or um, not three years, just one one year or two years, just nailing it every day, yeah, and they would have taken up. But why, just why, lost why, didn't, why didn't you stick with it? Well, one of them, I mean, the hardest. I kind of got discouraged because um, I wasn't getting that much support. I'm not blaming it on the support, but the when I did ask for help, I was with this uh, these people who were supposed to be giving me some advice and stuff, and they said, oh, it's really difficult, and they gave me rubbish advice, and I was so... <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it was their fault, but it was my fault for following their rubbish advice, you know? it just So you really got to
0: be really careful about
1: what advice you take from other people. Yeah, the most expensive information in the world is bad information, and I was getting... Spoon- wow. I was just loading up on this rubbish, you know? I, 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 I even get it bad. all the time, too. Sorry?
0: You know, I, I get it all the time, too. Like, I... I I appreciate other people's opinions. Yeah. But but then they'll tell me like, oh, you're... Okay, so this is what I said about my, my logo for Open World. Like, one guy told me it looks like Oreo or something. Oreo cookies, you know? Yeah. Or or they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll like critique my book cover, you know? Like say, oh, this word is hard to see or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. I'll listen to it. Yeah. But then I don't always have to to do something about it. You yeah, know? yeah. I can still go forward anyway. Exactly, exactly. I think yeah. the best way is just to sort of like politely
1: take it you know but don't let them change the direction <coughs> of your ship absolutely <coughs> yeah. yeah absolutely and these guys that i was listening to they were just giving me oh <coughs> and i did let them totally change my the direction of my ship as you say you know and eventually i just got disheartened dis- from doing it and then distracted as well probably by a girlfriend or something like that you know <laughs> but you, you another thing that is another thing that's a potential uh, hazard yeah because you, i mean <laughs> if you gotta make it in this world you gotta focus you know it's like yes the biggest thing i've learned okay and there's so many things that can take your focus away your health you you get a health problem and suddenly it Obviously, your business isn't going to be your main priority. Something happens in your family. Something happens with your girlfriend. You know. But the, the key is just to sort of like get back on track, get focused, and start nailing it again.
0: So, so do you feel that you've evolved as an entrepreneur from from where you were before? Like, um, yeah. Cause I mean, now now you are the captain of your ship. So, so you must approach your work and your projects differently now. Yeah. Like now, I'm just accustomed to things failing,
1: and it's just like, okay, one out of these. Th- one out of every three ideas or plans or stuff probably will fail, but the uh, not one out of every two, two out of every three, <laughs> well, sorry. And then the one out of three that does kind of succeed is usually out of the pack, you know?
0: Yeah. So, so I thing. imagine you, you you must have been like me too, like uh, you've detached your own identity from your work, so you're, you don't have your ego involved. Because from what I hear from you, when you're, you're saying you have an idea, maybe you think it's like a really good idea, and then someone discourages you, they discourage you and that, that kills the business. That used to, yeah. But, but but when you detach your ego and say like, you know, whether this succeeds or fails, it's not going to affect me as a person. I'm not going to get down about it. Exactly, yeah. 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 And I think that was, yeah, <laughs> probably part
1: of the, yeah, evolution just as you grow. Because I think mm-hmm. as your business grows, you, you grow as well. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of, um, you don't expect that <coughs> at the beginning. I didn't expect that. Anyway, so it's kind of yeah. been a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it's been an enjoyable sort of like byproduct, I guess. Not byproduct, yeah. but it, I guess it's mainly the main product. So you have to fail to to really reach that Yeah. evolution. Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe there's two things that kind of got me to that mindset, not only growing with the business and stuff, but one, when you learn a language you've got to fail a lot and you've got to take a lot of embarrassing situations and that helps a lot when you start in your business yeah. you know because and I would tell students like when I was an English teacher come on it doesn't matter if it, if you pronounce it slightly wrong what's, what's important in language is communicating and being understood but just getting your message across it doesn't have to be grammatically perfect all yes. the time you know and the same is with business the same uh, the The important thing is getting it done and moving on and not being so hung up on perfectionism. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, and, and I think we bring our own insecurities into it too. Like even when we're, like language learning, for example, like we, mm. we, we put ourselves down, we sell ourselves short, like saying, oh, I'm too shy to speak to the natives or something. It's like, just get over it and just practice. Yeah, yeah. just do it. Yeah, and, and but I, I did the same thing. Like I, I set up a membership site that I got maybe two customers for it, three customers for it, because I was, I was too insecure to market it, because I had my face in every video, you know, and, and I yeah. feel like, uh, I, I just, my, all my insecurities I like, brought into the, the business with me. Yeah, 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 well, I mean, you don't
1: grow until you're sort of like in that moment of pain, I and mean, then when you're in that moment of pain and utter discomfort, that's usually where you experience the most growth, whether it's, Trying to string a sentence together and everybody laughing at the end of it, or just the the horrible enduring time it takes to construct the sentence in the other language, or in our cases, I had a similar experience with my YouTube. Thing. I was like, it's cringing. and I like, I just do not want to do this. And even when I was doing the podcast, and I think probably one of the reasons I started off with the podcast was because I could hide behind my laptop, you know. <laughs> and uh, this is you're a good looking guy though. I, yeah, I know. But <laughs> 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 I'm getting lost in your eyes as we're talking. here. <laughs> but oh. I was just gonna say with the. I, I think I started off with the podcast because I was kind of, kind of nervous. Of it, and then I I got to the point and I was just like, dude, what is the worst that can happen? You know, yeah. what is the worst that can
0: happen? And just like, okay, I can deal with that. You know. Yeah. You just gotta be comfortable in your own skin, and I think not worry so much about. Uh, what could happen or what people think or yeah what could go wrong you know things are always going to go wrong yeah all the time you know even when i do this podcast you know we have trouble connecting sometimes maybe we miss uh, we we had an hour difficulty trying to meet for dinner tonight you know we were an hour (laughs) late for dinner so yeah yeah absolutely and i think the best words for that
1: is just like next you know next okay that probably didn't work. Next, let's
0: move on. Let's just keep moving. Or, or, or it could also just be a pebble in the shoe, and you just you just keep going on with it anyway. Like, yeah, like we're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were lost trying to find the restaurant. I was like, "Dad, where are you?" And then I went back, and then and then <laughs> eventually I <laughs> found you like a lost puppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I'm just we, kidding. We, so, no, no. So okay, so I want to talk <laughs> about this because you told me about this. I think it's hilarious when you when you started. Uh, doing private teaching uh, for English. Uh, you decided to latch onto the idea that, that sex sells. No, no, come on, come You, were, you, were, like you, that. Were, you no. were using bikini wait, like sexy girls uh, no. to advertise? No, 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 no. Look. Tell me about this. God, your imagination, dude. It's <laughs> <just> like <laughs> Maybe I heard what I wanted <laughs> to hear. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> the the, the okay. thing was right, Danny. Um, okay, so I, I missed a few things out of the failed businesses because not only was the, the the hairdresser, the photo book, there was like um, English Academy and there was a couple of websites as well. And the English Academy, what was really um, irritating for me was the marketing because I thought like a good product would be the best thing. So I went hell, hell for leather, learning about marketing and I was just discovering Google AdWords and A-B testing and doing different, Variance. So what I did is I took that knowledge and I applied it to my <clears throat> private tutoring. And in Spain, there's a, a place called Locu, mm-hmm. And it's a bit like the Craigslist or Gumtree or whatever. And I basically just made about six or seven different adverts testing which converted the most, mm-hmm. which one got me the most emails, which one got me the most calls and stuff like that. And so first I was just experimenting with titles and like, uh, put in the title in Spanish. Put it in English, mentioning Manchester, uh, mentioning native English, mentioning qualified. All these different experiments. Mm. And then I thought, okay, let's just see, because I had a hunch that my female English teacher friends were doing better than me. So I made a profile <laughs> for a, a girl, kind of Sarah Giles or something like that. And I didn't even put a hot teacher on her profile as her. I just put a normal. Girl, and it was like, a, a so
0: you created a, a, a teacher profile on a website a, as a woman, an advert, yeah, an advert. Oh, and, and you put a, and a, a
1: web, photo web. up okay. there and stuff like that. Yeah, and
0: you said, So I'm, I'm what's her name,
1: Sarah Giles? Yeah, I put something like Sarah Giles, qualified teacher from Birmingham, uh, uh, all this, and just filled it out like an English teacher would. Okay, so the, what
0: happened after this is brilliant, so yeah,
1: yeah, down. and this profile was just getting so many hits, and it was just like all the people were. I uh, was like, "Whoa, this is a real money spinner." What a, sh- what a shame I'm not Sarah, you know. <laughs> so what I, um, yeah, all these people were contacting Sarah, and I was just like, "This is a waste. This is a waste." And the students are finding mean, a teacher, and they really want to learn English, obviously. Okay, but you're so, but you're
0: an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur solve problems, of and, and you solve your problems. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I just responded to. These people looking for Sarahs like, Hi, Manolo. Uh, I'm sorry, I've got too many students at the moment, but you can contact this really great teacher called Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but what was really interesting, and this goes back to like not all traffic is created equal. And then, because all these guys, there is... Like, like hor-
0: horny guys looking for a date, aren't they?
1: Yeah, like Manolo's and Paco's, 50 years old, not really <laughs> interested in learning English. They just wanted to spend an hour with this young English girl from uh, Bournemouth or Birmingham, wherever it was. <laughs> and none of them, none of them, like, followed up with me, you know? Uh. So, I mean, I'm, not, I'm kind of like a military-style teacher anyway, so it probably ended bad, you know? Mm. So, yeah, yeah. That but was did, like did, a you, did you get plans that way? Um. Not through Sarah Giles, but through optimizing my, like, profile picture and just mm. keeping it to the top and using a few keywords that really converted well, and basically marketing (laughs) 101, offering a free class. and Another thing as well is, like, I was telling the other teachers, I was like, why don't you just spend €2.50, get your advert to the top? And they're like, yeah, but I don't really want to spend €2.50. And I was like, man, (laughs) you charge €15 a class. You get two classes out of that. That's an insane ROI. But it's just like this... They don't want to lose money to make money, you know. I don't maybe, know. Them maybe maybe they,
0: maybe they feel like they, they they doubt like they're it's actually gonna work. That yeah. that can be tough too, you know. Because I I had a really tough time trying to like I, I, I had to drag myself kicking and screaming into making money online, because I didn't I felt like people I don't see or, or know or meet face to face would actually pay me through a website or something like that. Yeah. Because I is, I used to just work for clients that I I meet face to face. Yeah. You know, but I think once once you can like see like a little result or something yeah if you just over that little hurdle yeah yeah well I think what really inspired
1: me was um, Pat Flynn and I don't know why but he just came across as honest and believable and I thought okay well the, I believe his story and mm-hmm. he's making some money online with this lead aca- uh, architect academy green academy whatever and I was like okay there's some money in it i can do it i can have a shot as well and like i said i I really didn't think i had anything to lose but when you said that you really couldn't you dragged yourself uh, kicking kicking and and screaming screaming. yeah i guess that would be like your own inner demons that you had to conquer right what i mean just to get you to the next stage
0: yeah i imagine yeah and you know i just posted uh maybe a possibly controversial uh, thing on social media, an update uh, (laughs) about, about manhood, you know, and it's just coming of age as a man. And, you know, what my own journey has been like, sometimes you have to just get over yourself, you know, and that's really something that you have to to grow into by facing what's uncomfortable. um, Just saying, you know, I'm going to do this. Damn the torpedoes. Yeah. damn my insecurities, damn what people think, damn the bolts. Damn what the people, are, you know, like the discouragement, the discouragement that you got, yeah. or the social pressure that you had in your, from your yeah, yeah. home.
1: Yeah, 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 like, oh my God. That's fun. the
0: key. Yeah, yeah, and you just gotta, be like, okay. And
1: for me, the alternative, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna BS you, but the alternative for me is, like, I saw myself three years in the future, four years in the future, I was like, okay, I'm still going to be an English teacher, okay, maybe mm. I'll have pr- been promoted to head of studies, but that's still not where I want to be in life, it still doesn't match up with what I what I want, mm. and I was just like, I've got really nothing to lose, you know, and I don't, mm. and people say, no, oh, if you really want to make more money, why don't you go to Saudi Arabia, be an English teacher, and then five grand, six grand a month, i was like, <laughs> Man, six grand, and living in there, I mean, okay, might be cool, but I'd rather just just work at it. And plus, another thing that really helped me with my inner demons was reading all the books by, like, Carnegie, Rockefeller, um, you know, uh, Ray Kroc, all these titans, you know, just reading their history. And they all started out poor. They all started out with nothing. And, and yeah, just getting... Filling your head with the right material so you can block out all the garbage that's put in there from... And not intentionally put in there, but it just floats in there from your family, from society, from you know all the rest of it. Mm. And yeah, it's
0: Jim Rohn's good. Got some good advice on that. Awesome. I think it's. Uh, have you read the Magic of Thinking Big? Yeah, that yeah. was
1: recommended by Tina <laughs> Ferris. I, rec- I read that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he
0: calls it uh, mind food. So yeah. if you haven't read mind food, you know, in order to. to yeah and, yeah, and negative people, you know, haters, you know, they, I think when you, whenever you hate or you're negative, um, I, 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 the way I deal with it, like, I feel like it's, it's, it, it's, it's acidic, you know, like it creates an acidic re- reaction in their body. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't, I don't, when someone hates on me, like, or something, I, I feel bad for them, you know, because <laughs> they're hurting themselves more than they're hurting me.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like
0: someone who's, who's slapping themselves constantly. How could I hate someone Who's doing that, you know? <laughs> so yeah. so I think it's just getting away from the people that are going to tell you naysayers or discourage you. Because oh, there, yeah. there are so many people who have nothing to do but, but try to pull you down.
1: Yeah, yeah. You've got to get them out of your life. They're mm-hmm. just... And you got to move
0: away from them. you got to move towards people that are doing the same as you and believe the same as you. So, so you, do you feel like you've had to leave behind... Uh, obviously, to grow, you've had to leave behind... Uh, well, situations that weren't for you, or whether in a social setting or um, yeah, definitely. Work
1: I think one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Spain and live there as well was be to get away from the old setup that I had in England, which I didn't think was that con- conducive to my goals, my objectives. You know, so I, I guess on the one hand, it did kind of run away uh, into the un- into the unknown because like. Yeah, the situation back in England, it was, I was, it was okay, but friends, old friends with like bad habits and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I recently made a rule, like, okay, your old habits, stay with your old friends. There's no point doing your old habits with new friends, because that's not mm-hmm. really going to help you on your path to,
0: to, to growing and where, to, where you want to be. And you, you, you saw your future, and, and you said, that that's not for me. Yeah, that was yeah. another thing as well. Yeah. Because I, I, I had the same experience um, when I started out freelancing self-employed. I, I'd go to these networking meetings, uh, like business referral group. They have them everywhere. Mm. And you meet once a week for breakfast, and everyone's trying to refer business to each other. So they have one plumber, one painter, one <laughs> carpenter, uh, one marketer, you know, <laughs> one web designer. Uh, but the thing is, like, I would see these people, and they're, they're 65 years old, and they're still in this place. and i'm like damn i I don't want to be here in 50 years you know (laughs) so that that was like the wake-up call for me i'm like you know i need to get out of here and then i I went to mexico yeah and then i just like you went to spain you know and and both spain and mexico comparatively are not very far for either one of us yeah so it was just a small step yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and my
1: wake-up call i think i was just like and teaching english what is what kind of frustrating for me not frustrating but Every year, you'd get a new batch of students, and they would go through, and they'd be learning, they'd be advancing, and then it starts all over again in September, but you're still teaching the same material, and you didn't really grow. And fair enough, Mm. you can take the international schools route, the career route, and stuff like that, but I knew that even then, the growth for me wasn't that interesting, because it's... Yeah, you're getting growth of, like, I don't know, maybe 5%, 10%, 15% of your wages. Mm. You do a good marketing campaign, you can get 15% in a week, 15% in a month, and you know? And, um, yeah, so, and uh, I was impatient, and as well, things... And you, that you really feel like came.
0: you weren't you growing as a person at that job, too, right? Yeah, and just yep. going through the motions, going through so, the motions. So, so you, you left that behind, you left behind the, the eight-hour-a-day job, and... Mm. Uh, You know where are you now? I mean, you're obviously doing pretty well. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your life now?
1: Yeah, well, I got into doing the podcasting um, because I I did like English and I did uh, I still do love teaching English actually. Like we said before, it wasn't going to get me where I wanted to be. But
0: you've you've leveraged it now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I took everything that I learned and then I started doing. I started. I wanted to learn more about how to teach English, especially a certain exam. And I was getting pretty good at teaching the exam, but I still wanted more, so I started the podcast and interviewing real real experts and yeah, and then finally got um like just yeah, and just put out so much value as well for the students and stuff like that and
0: then so um, made, sorry, sorry, just just so you know um so you're, you're it's the IELTS podcast that stands for International English Language Testing system, yeah. Um. What, what? What? So, just, just. Sorry to interrupt you, but but what's what are the topics that you discuss, and what, who are the experts like, and who are your? What's your niche, so we know. Okay, right. Because we're not familiar with it. Sorry, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. like an official English exam, and the students
1: will take this official English exam to get into uh, universities, to get job positions. Like in the U.S., you've got the TOEFL, mm-hmm. but in the Commonwealth, what seems more common or more, more requested by? Government authorities for immigration, universities for admission, um, employers possibly as well—they ask
0: for the IELTS exam. So it's it's really important for second language speakers, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. and there's a huge market because there's three times more second language speakers than there are native English speakers. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, really. Yeah, like
1: yeah. the, the English language—it's growing, and yeah, it's like it's almost. It's no longer in its geographic cage. It's just getting used. And, and you can see this with all the new words in the language every day from different countries and different people, you know. But anyway, yeah. So, so,
0: so, yeah. So, you started the podcast. Was that while you were still teaching?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at first, yeah, you can't just jump in there and expect to be making money a month, a week, two weeks later. It mm-hmm. just doesn't happen. So, I slogged it out. Yep. Did the podcast, I was learning WordPress, learning it as much as possible, doing the teaching as well. <coughs> Fortunately, in Spain, your costs aren't that high, so you can do both things at the same time. You know, it's not as if like you're in London where you're just running around paying the rent, it's not like that at all. Completely different setup and a good standard of living. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I was doing both for a while, and then finally, finally, after maybe about a year, maybe longer. I was making enough to quit the the teaching gig, you know? Okay. And then...
0: That a- after a year and a half, you said?
1: Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Maybe... Okay. Yeah, because there was once or twice where I thought, oh sweet, I'm going to ditch the job.
0: And, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a mirage. It slips away. Yeah, and then
1: it's like, no. oh, it was just a peak season. That's why I got
0: have to go back to teaching again. <laughs> yeah, to that, that I've I mean noticed that too. Like for me, like both of my businesses, like it's a year and a half, like two years, is when you're starting to get some traction. You're you're, you're cautiously optimistic, you know, because yeah. you you work for a long time, you're not making much money. Yeah, and yeah. then and then you, you s- opportunities start to filter in. Yeah, kind of slowly. Yeah. Maybe they slip away, but
1: it <laughs> depends how skilled <laughs>
0: you are at catching them.
1: Yeah, well, one thing for me was like as soon as they got enough just to earn a living and just to survive. I mean, some people say, oh, I waited until they passed my uh, monthly income from my day job, whatever. As soon as it was enough to survive, I ditched the job mm. because I just wanted to go full steam into it. And
0: what, was, what was your first product?
1: right yeah well the first product as you'd probably expect was just a complete disaster <laughs> yeah really it was it was it was a silly thing and i thought it would be the dream product and it would just revolutionize and everyone's got this idea you've really fallen in love with your baby and all that and I spent about two or three months making it got one sale but then it wasn't really converting and stuff so i just ditched it and then after that and I'd already read Tim Ferriss by this point, point, but, and he goes on about making the adverts, but I just totally forgot about it. And then, so I just made a couple of adverts, uh, a couple, there was a few more fails, and then finally one advert did kind of just transform everything, and that was when I like ditched my job, you know. And I think it was the irresistible offer that the book I read, and I think I got that advice from Dean Jackson on I love marketing.com. Dean Jackson, the copywriter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> He's just, I the Joe Polish. And I was just
0: filling my head up with that stuff. I, I see. Sorry? So so you had like a uh, a course that you were advertising. Yeah. Was it no, no, the... no.
1: The first like iteration of the product was just focusing on one part of the exam, which was the writing. And I focused on that. That worked... Uh, and I was just selling a PDF, basically, okay, and then another thing that really resonated with me and that was really good advice was what would you only do if you got paid for the results you know, mm-hmm. and that that really forced me to have like to deliver a solid, honest, um, decent, effective,
0: powerful product which helped me tons later on. Okay, so that was but what what would you do if you only got cared for the only no, got paid for the final result? Yeah. So that means you took out all the fluff? Exactly. Nothing unnecessary. And a lot of my competitors were just
1: offering um the cost or the material or the theory. And nobody was offering sort of like getting that offering getting their hands in and doing essay corrections and stuff like that. Yeah. But I knew that you needed to have at least both of them for any improvement from experience with my own language learning and yeah. test taking and stuff, you needed to do both the theory and the practical, and, and
0: get your hands and get some feedback and improve and stuff like that. So, yeah, oh, that, that's fantastic. I mean, I'm not an expert on, on IELTS, obviously, but mm-hmm. but you, you knew what you were talking about, obviously. You knew your matter of focus, and and yeah. you focus only on the things that are important, only on the things that people want. That, no, that not app- what they wanted because what they wanted or what was you just know they need. what you know they need. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so like nothing unnecessary, but that that can apply to anything because anything, oh, yeah, any any niche, any product, yeah, people yeah. fill it with stuff, and I think people are are tired of empty calories. So, if if you just take that, you know, what would I, what would I give if if I only,
1: yeah, what would I do if I only got paid
0: for, for the end result, for the result, help them get the end result and just just cut out the fat. Boom, yeah, one, yeah. two, three, it, four, five, do this, and then you're going to yeah. be a new person or whatever. Yeah, you
1: take this mindset, and all, you're not only going to have a superior product, but you're going to differentiate yourself from 95% of the market. Because like we said yeah. before with the English teachers, more, not all of them, there's loads of good teachers, but a lot of them, um, they just say, ah, oh, this, this student, I hate it when they don't prepare for class. And I was like, man, you're the teacher, you've got to prepare for the class. You know, they're paying you. You've got to do something. You just can't roll up there. But you take this idea, maybe you're making cat furniture. What would you do if you only got paid for the result here? And the result would be that the cat's super happy. Or You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you just take that mindset, and nobody else, not nobody, but hardly anybody has that mindset when they're building products. Right. And it's a real shame. And that's why everybody's so burnt and jaded by... Especially by internet marketers, you know.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. is. It is a bit of a problem too because people always think, like an ebook, for example. They always think that a bigger book is a more valuable book. Mm. You mm. know, and, and the same yeah. with Amazon too. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 like instinctive. It's native. Uh, yeah. Without you know, if the quality is good, if if the quality is going to get you to help, you get a result. Yeah, yeah. What is that worth to you? So if, if you can say like if you can communicate to someone, perhaps in your copywriting that say like like my book that I have publishing is maybe 2.99. You know, if, if you could like sleep better every night, get an hour extra sleep each each night of the week, is that worth $3 to you? I think yeah. who, who cares well, if whether the book is 80 pages, 20 pages absolutely, or 200? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if 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 there's quality in there. I mean, so so, so part of at, part of it is being able to just demonstrate the value of the product. So how, how what are some other ways that you did that? To demonstrate the value well I think I
1: what yeah, there's another book Irresistible Offer. Okay. And um yeah, I can't remember the author or anything like that. <laughs> but it just like forces you to say, okay, like what would be the dream outcome? What would be the dream situation I could give my client? And you forget and you've just gotta move yourself from the practicalities, like and just let your imagination run wild and then Once you come up with a dream outcome, then work backwards, whereas a lot of people work forwards and they'll be like, okay, well, I know this, 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 I can teach them. But if you go from the other side and say, okay, and in my case, it was offering them a guarantee, which also ties back into the, what would you do if you only got paid for results? Okay. And at the time when I made the advert, I had no idea how to do it, but at least once I'd made the advert and once I got the direction, Mm. I knew where I was going, I knew what I could what I had to do, you know? And then once you know what you have to do to get that, then
0: it makes it a lot easier. And were your advertisements uh, Google AdWords and, and also putting ads on, on blogs and such? No, because I've got the podcast going for a while. Okay. So i built up a little bit of organic
1: traffic in the meantime. Okay. you know. So
0: their offer was on your website. So I
1: was testing offers. I'm, I'm doing like mini-email blasts and stuff like that. Gotcha. And
0: talking to students as well, you know? But that, that, that does take a bit of time to, to do it organically like that, to, to build it up. So that was like the first year and a half that you were doing that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I obviously. had nothing yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. lose, Danny. Really, I had
1: nothing to lose. And right. It was just like, well, at least if, if it doesn't work out, at least I'll be a better teacher at the end of it, and then yep. I'll try something else, you know? I, but
0: that, that's an important point, though, because it, the first year and a half you were building up the platform. yeah. And then once you have the platform, then you have options that you can do with it. You have the organic traffic. You have, yeah, good offers. You have uh, a mailing list, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mean, yeah. And I think if you've got no money at the time, which I didn't, from just from, const- well, not constant, but a few bad ventures and bad decisions and stuff like that. If you haven't got the cash to throw money at paid adverts and stuff like that, then you, you <clears> best cut. Be- the only thing you've got is your time. So you just fill your time
0: learning stuff and yeah. building stuff, basically. I, I was exact same. You know, one book a week is pre-reading, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just got to... Yeah. That's why it drives
1: me nuts when people they give me excuses, but then you see them on Candy Crush. and like, Come on. Bro,
0: <laughs> get out. Get out. But you, know? but you were actually engaged in what you were doing, though. You were, I enjoyed teaching English, and you were willing to stick for it. You were in it for the right reasons. Yeah, and, and that's important because if, if you're gonna be willing to engage in something for a year and a half without making money, or two years to build up a platform to get the opportunities to come to you, you really got to be willing to. You really got to love what you're doing or enjoy it at least. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like I
1: mean, um, I mean, I'll be totally honest with you. I didn't go to Spain thinking oh, I'd love to be an English teacher. I was kind of fortunate that I do really love teaching and I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, as, like, the passion of my life, I wouldn't say it's the passion of my life. Mm. And I wouldn't say marketing is the passion of my life, but
0: I'm, like... But you have fun doing it. You, you have fun yeah. In your marketing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah. You, so, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be doing, like, the testing and the stuff if you didn't enjoy it. I know you That's do. true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. And, 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 of course, there are some things that we have to do in business that we might not enjoy. tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it took me a while to, to get an AWeber account, for instance, you know. I, I didn't want to do like the email. A lot of people put off creating an email list or something like that, you know. Yeah, for instance. I know, I know. Um, yeah. But, but then just, it's just kind of that resistance that you just got to push through, right? Yeah, it's like what we're saying, you grow when you're most, when, in
1: those situations when you're most uncomfortable. Mm. Like I remember so so vividly like my first email blast to my private students that I was building up. And I was like, are they all going to hate me? Are they all just going to reply and spam me and stuff? <laughs> but I did my first email blast, um, and I just loaded up all the old email contacts that I had. And there was about, about 200 of them. all oh, The ones I'd built up, chucked them all into MailChimp and then just blasted them, just a friendly uh, email, just telling them, and it wasn't bye 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 buy, because I'd learned a little bit of copyright, and it was just like loads of resources to help them, and they mm-hmm. got loads of thank yous and stuff like that. And then three of them said, hey, my cousin wants to learn English and stuff. But I remember, sorry, what I yeah. wanted to say was, I was scared, I was so nervous pressing <laughs> that button. Yeah. I was so nervous. But once again, I just thought, hey, you've got nothing to lose. Get over yourself. Just, just do it, you yeah. know? And this isn't like... Yeah, they're not going to come around and lynch you and burn your flat you flat down. Feel like you feel like that? feel
0: like uneasy? Like am I being ethical or something like that? You know? Yeah, yeah. And but it's oh, not I mean, like that at all. As long as you're you're providing something valuable and and it's it's kind of like your duty, like yeah. like like we we were saying before about dating. You know, like uh, you got to advance. You know, like advance the interaction. Just just move forward. It's the same in business. Absolutely. Yeah. Despite yeah. What, whatever the the inner voice might say. <laughs> <laughs> or hopefully yeah, unless they call the cops on you to tell you to get out of the, <laughs> the, the room or whatever you're trying to advance on, whoever, uh, tell me for another time. We'll talk more about that later. Um, you know what, I, what helps me too when I have resistance? Um, like They say like flossing, for example. A lot of people can't get into flossing. So just, just floss one tooth is what they say. Just start with one tooth. I get you Try to floss one tooth on a regular basis, and then soon you'll be flossing them all and I think for me, like business wise if i want to I know i got to build a mailing list, but it, I, I keep putting it off I'll, I'll bookmark aweber or something, so I visit the website more often because i'll sign up for the account and i'll never visit it again you know in the mm. their early days so if i If I visit Aweber like three times a week, eventually i'm going to be like getting more into it yeah but but the risk resistance is telling me like i don't want to learn this platform, look at the interface it's too confusing. You know, I don't yeah. want to do this, yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna visit it more often. I'm gonna familiarize myself with it. I'm just yeah. gonna floss that first tooth. I know what you mean, yeah. yeah. And I was
1: very similar, like with WordPress. And what helped me was, like, I was like, oh man, I hate this WordPress stuff. It's such a, and I'm not the most <laughs> technological person, I, I really dislike CSS, PHP, HTML, all that, yeah. I really call it junk, and I shouldn't. And I know it's one of my big one of my weak spots but I just think like look in the future and if you just get your head around this and just think a month, two months three months from now you're going to be so much wiser you're going to have you know it's going to pay dividends if you just knuckle down and get it done and what's really interesting I find is that having done that stuff now I'm in a position because I've got a bit of cash flow coming in that Now, if a challenge or something comes up that I'm not that keen on, that I don't really want to do, I can just divert some of the income that's coming in and give it to somebody who's much better at it anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is what's exactly happening now. I'm putting courses on Udemy, and I was like, I cannot be bothered. I cannot be bothered, but it's not going to have big dividends, me learning the Udemy interface. So I just so, gave so all you're, the So you're a, similar,
0: you're a bit similar to me, like how you prioritize your time. Mm. You need to focus on your highest uh, value activities. Oh yeah, yeah. That, for yeah. you, that that's. I take it it's, it's marketing and creating content.
1: Yeah, yeah. But what I was gonna say about Udin is just oh, I can just yeah. give it to I can just give it to somebody now. I'm in that position, right. And ditch it on them, and then I can <laughs> you know, and then just check up. A few or load up Edgar or whatever, you know. What is but
0: so? Tell tell us what is Edgar. Hang on a second.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then I can focus on what I enjoy
0: and what I where my highest value activity is. So yeah, so Ed, you want to know about Edgar? You you told me, but uh, someone on this listening that they might be like, what was he talking about? Okay, well, Meet
1: Edgar is a social automation tool that
0: I learned about
1: two weeks, no, maybe about a month, month and a half ago. Mm-hmm and uh, yeah because at the moment I get my VA and she just loads up the social media I give her some guidelines and I'm quite active on it as well but both of us we do it together but the loading up and scheduling of posts and that can like all be done in one big batch basically okay so you could do it already but then what it does is not only does it schedule it but it keeps it and then it'll do it again, maybe a month later or two months later, depending on how much content you've got in there. Mm. So you're basically recycling old content. So it's a bit of a productivity tool.
0: Oh, that's in fantastic!
1: The, yeah, in the long run, it's going to be <coughs> pretty beneficial. You know. So it's well, uh,
0: what's the website? The URL? Uh, I think it's called MeetEdgar. Meet Edgar. Yeah. I think, I think it's Laura Ann Roeder uh, who created that uh, company. Yeah, yeah. She was yeah. she
1: was at the talk. She did a workshop we was up this weekend. And um, if you go to Pat Flynn, I think you get a month for free. <coughs> and I think you can actually, what you can actually do, which I discovered, you use the two-week trial, which is free from meetedgar.com. And then you can go and get the Pat Flynn code. And you get another month free, so you end up with six months free, <laughs> which isn't too bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't usually go hunting around for coupons but I did some research about the the tool before I bought it, obviously. And uh yeah, I found out that yeah, you can get all these free trials and stuff before you go for it. But I can't recommend it, I'm just experimenting with it. But if it does everything that it says on the tin, then it should be it should save me a lot of time and Excellent. increase traffic as well.
0: So, so to recap, uh, you, one, you, you went to the you're organizing a feature. You got a lot of experience in this, this field. Mm-hmm. Two, you created your platform, your podcast, uh, WordPress. Three, you created your product. And now four, you're at the stage where you're going through iterations, where you're improving the processes. Yeah. And, and adding productivity tools, shiny objects. We all know these shiny objects of the new social media app that's going to change everything. <laughs> uh, and, and building in making a system better
1: yeah, yeah 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 I mean but there's so much I've learned coming through and it's been so enjoyable you know like okay now I'm at the level where I'm actually I've built myself a job so what's the next level okay it's <laughs> SOPs and looking for employees and stuff like that so when you do that and you get to that and it's like oh wow this is awesome you know and then you keep, well I made the mistake of kicking back and relaxing. <laughs> I should have just... <laughs> you <laughs>
0: built yourself a job, but you're here in Thailand. You have freedom. Though. I had...
1: Yeah, this was one stage like about yeah. a, a year ago, I built myself a job. Now I've got, teacher, I got a teacher in there. I've got my employees with the VAs and the team and video editor and stuff like that. And now my actual time working in the company is not that much at all, but working on the company is most of my time, and that's the position I wanted to be. That's you know, fantastic. That's the old e-myth and build the system and
0: all that kind of stuff, you know? How long did it take you to get to this point since you started the first uh, mm. episode? Or? Um, I think I've probably been doing it.
1: I'm terrible, though, for dates and all, <laughs> stuff like that, but um, did you get the... You had it up in iTunes before, didn't you? Maybe we can check the first published date and then... Uh,
0: yeah, yeah let's, let's do that. <coughs> let's have a look. Uh, oh, did I take the first... September 2013, right? No, because that's... So I think it was probably a bit before that. So. Oh, that that was episode 40. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so your your podcast feed uh, at the moment, it only shows uh, yeah, 60 items. I think items. I took 40 off. I think I took the first batch off to use them as... Um,
1: to encourage people to give me their email and they get 40 episodes from the back catalogue, so to speak. Okay, That's why they're not there.
0: So it's it's been a few years, though, to say Yeah, yourself. I would
1: say about two and a half, three years, more or less. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but once... I mean, I think... Oh, I can't remember where I heard this from, but it's <laughs> you've got to see it like you're trying to get this massive, massive stone boulder moving <laughs> and you put so much effort in and get so... Little movement from it, right. but then you just keep pushing and pushing, and eventually it's got momentum. Right. And once it's got momentum, you you basically yeah, it's like going downhill on a bike. You don't, I mean, of course you do have to keep cycling and cycling and cycling, but it starts moving and you get momentum and things become it starts yeah
0: things start going forwards and it becomes a lot lot easier than the beginning. And you build a moat around your, your business and brand that's hard for other people to enter into the market it it's taken you a good deal of time to Yeah to do this and build the, the content yeah. and and during
1: that time I've seen competition come and go. Yeah. You know, the hot and like I can't remember what
0: I it, heard it all it, it all comes down to the entrepreneur though. The entrepreneur has to be willing to stick through it. Because there's so many me Toos out there, you know. There's so many people who they see one person doing something and they seem to be doing well, and then they want to follow in their footsteps. You know, like John Lee Dumas, for example. There's so many podcasts copying him. You know, but then they 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 are doing imitation. It's not authentic. Uh, and after three months or something, they're not making any money, so they give up after if they last that long. Yeah. You know, one month, two months. Yeah,
1: totally. I mean, this is where I could get getting the mindset and the just getting the correct programming from think and grow rich or thinking big or a success system never fails or Camfield or Robert Tony Robbins whatever but you just got to fill your head up with the right material the right mind food yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and just getting on that on that path and another thing um, everybody is hot off the start but it's the ones who stick it out when it gets boring and horrible and depressing and, and yeah, and not that fun anymore. And you just keep pushing through. Those are the ones who usually keep going and make 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 it.
0: Yeah, I know that uh, George Lucas has a quote about that, where he says that you have to love what you do so much that you're willing to. Uh, I don't know the exact quote, but it's you have to be willing to push through all the obstacles, all the hurdles that are going to come. And if you don't have that commitment to what you're doing, it's mm-hmm. not gonna it's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. That's so true, and that think maybe a big inspiration
1: is probably my dad as well you know because he wasn't uh super rich when he was younger and um yeah he ended up with like the, the local convenience shop in our village where i worked where i was a kid as well and uh yeah he just he just nailed it day in day out until he like started off there as a young lad and then ended up the owner of it buying it and stuff and yeah it's just going in there doing the ninth just putting in the hours, you know. Putting in the effort to to rise. You yeah, and, and sticking it, sticking at it, not getting distracted as, like I was at the beginning, <laughs> just all over the place. Oh,
0: it's gonna be a hairdresser. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be, um, I don't know, full album maker whatever. Yeah, you can't you can't push three boulders. You got to focus on one. Yeah, because it's gonna take a lot of effort and force to to get that boulder going. Yeah. Definitely, yeah.
1: definitely. You've just got to
0: be focused, determined,
1: tenacious, ambitious, relentless, sometimes a bit ruthless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for this uh, conversation, Ben. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. It's been good
1: fun. Yeah, it's it has been fun. Hey. And uh, yeah, the next time we do it, we'll have to organize ourselves a little bit better, eh? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it doesn't take hours to meet up. Eh?
0: I, I told you where to meet, but I, it was such a small restaurant, I don't think it was on Google. <laughs> um, so speaking of which, speaking of uh, that, uh, what's what's next for you? What are your, your plans for uh, the future? Oh, that's a really good
1: question because I've just finished that massive meetup, the DC meetup weekend, and now my head's exploding. And um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was so silly because I went to one workshop, with, which is how to sell your business in... What to do to sell your business in in 12 months' time, which is a possibility. And then the other one was just like how to basically build an empire by creating company values and stuff like that. Really? Which are kind of like diametrically opposed. (laughs) So I don't know which which way forward, but I've got my goals for up until December and I think up until 2016. Mm -hmm. And then I'll um, just review. But first thing is, I'm going to hit those goals. And then take a step back and, and just review, because if I keep reviewing and pondering, it's just going to introduce a lot of
0: indecision, which is just yeah. pain.
1: you know, the best thing is just action.
0: But it's it's excellent where you've gotten to so far. You're sitting on firm ground. You're not hurting for money. You got food in your belly, Thank um, you. and you have options. You know, and that's that's a great place to be. Absolutely, you have goals that you can set for yourself and achieve them, and that's that's true freedom. Yeah. I feel. yeah, and you know what's been the
1: most interesting thing for me. I got into this because of the four-hour work week, and I just wanted to be, as they say in the in the in the group, coconut cowboy. You know, this is one thing that was really appealing to me, and I was quite famous in my family for being a work dodger and for <laughs> avoiding stuff and always taking shortcuts and stuff. But and there's a reason why I got into this for, to do four hours a week. But what's actually happened is a transformation. It's made me into like a not a workaholic, but I'm just so pleased with how things are going and all the stuff I have to learn and the improvements I have yeah. to make personally to get to the next level. And I'm really grateful to, yeah,
0: just for having this opportunity and, you yeah. know, and... Just so so blessed and I do the same. I keep a gratitude journal and remind myself yeah. how lucky am I to be here working uh, at 9, 10 in the morning when everyone else is commuting Yeah, exactly. an hour to work and...
1: Yeah,
0: and, and it's it's like you asked me when when we met, uh, like you asked me, do you always work on Sunday? And I'm like, <laughs> I like no, but I'm, I want to work today because it's it's I enjoy it so much, and yeah. I, I really want to do this. It, yeah, I, get a, you, I get a rush from it. Yeah, you got the luxury of, it's, of choosing. And it's it's you know? it's like Scott Dinsmore said, uh, it's like a zero hour work week because, you know, I yeah. I, I have no lines between work and play. I, it, yeah, for me, it's all fun. <laughs> so <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's great. It's a great place to be, I think. Yeah. Definitely. And when you can monetize it, when you have built a platform and, and you have some value that people are willing to pay for, then yeah. you're you the coconut cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I remember saying the thing about the Sunday thing was because
1: i got yeah. into the point where I was working so much and I was so determined to get these objectives that I was working like eight days, nine days a week and I, I didn't think <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think anything of it. But my productivity started to drop, so that's when I started to <laughs> say, okay, it's time to take a day off, yeah. and just not connect to the internet, and go and just connect, usually go to the beach, or just connect with nature, yeah. you know, and just reset the brain, basically. You, you gotta be... That's why I was surprised about Sunday, out. but putting in six days a week working, is, yeah, I, I do the same, because it's, yeah. it's just getting me to where I want to be, and plus it's enjoyable
0: ride, enjoyable journey. Right. Yeah. I'm, but I'm a, I'm on I'm in the same boat as you with that. You know, I, I, being in Bangkok, the city wears me down. And then, you know, like for, for the last several months, every weekend I'd go on a road trip somewhere out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cheap and easy here and, and, yeah. and I come back refreshed. Um, and, and I'm also, like, we were also talking about like our energy levels and our focus. Mm. Um, we were talking about circadian rhythms and, and just like how much we slept last night. Like, I feel like I'm always... Auditing myself, you know, to see, okay, how much did I sleep last night? How is my energy now? You know, okay, and then what can I focus on? What kind of work can I do today? Because we have different levels of our to-do list. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like yeah. like I told you, you have your your to-do list. I have my three levels of of work I do on my to-do list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so when I'm super point. focused, I, I have the high value activities. When I'm kind of like medium energy, I have other things I can do like posting on social media, preparing content. Um, when like I'm that. really low energy, like one in the morning or something, I can, I can follow people on Twitter or something, to, you know, like something really <laughs> yeah. like rote m- m- activity. Yeah. Like a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. For just me, something that requires you to have a pulse and click. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, I wake up and I usually schedule my day, like in the morning, I'm not the most sort of like, you know, fresh spring bunny chicken whatever <laughs> so it's usually like email tasks, and then around 11 or 10 30 i start i can feel myself waking up but what i really do what's really w- helpful for me is i plan my coffees like i do have. <laughs> yeah it sounds kind of crazy people say oh do you want a coffee and i look at my watch and they're like hang on if i wait till 4 30 then that ca- that time of the day, that caffeine will just carry me on right through till seven o'clock, you know. Whereas yeah. if I have it at two, <laughs> it's just wasted, and I'm fighting a, a losing battle. And that kind of works for me. And it's like what Socrates says: it's like know thyself, and not just on a biological level, but like um, who you are, where you want to be, where you're going, mm-hmm. who you're going with, these kinds of stuff,
0: you know. And then uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's an interesting journey. It's, it's really interesting and, and no other journey teaches you to know about yourself more than entrepreneurship i think yeah that's true because it, it's all on your shoulders you know if, if you show up to work you're just you're just waiting counting down the hours so you can go home
1: yeah 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 i never thought about that but you're right because when you're in a job you're squeezing yourself into the position
0: and you're you're feeling the... the role yeah, yeah, But but you when you're an entrepreneur, you got to meet yourself every day. Yeah, You got to answer to yourself. Yeah, and you can crack jokes on your own podcast
1: cuz you know, cuz <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? You can yep. you can just totally do it your own way. And you can choose the colors that are on your website and you don't have to wear the t-shirt the employer the employer gives you or the suit, the tie and all that stuff that comes with it. But it passes for hassles, you know. Some people they just like that the process and the system, and it gives, they like it, but for for more free thinkers, if they're in that position, I think they struggle a lot, and they put themselves in, a, in quite a harmful position, which I think most entrepreneurs are usually, well, I was anyway, when I was working, I thought it was okay, but still felt kind of a rigid situation for me personally, mm. you know? Yeah, and I think we had a conversation the weekend with someone. It's like every employer I had, I always thought I was more intelligent. Was I just the only <laughs> one? You know, I was like was I the only arrogant
0: person? I felt the exact same way. Like why am yeah, I applying a to co- a job for? I'm smarter than this person. Yeah, but they're 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 trying to put me in my place. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to say like, oh, you're you're fresh out of college. You know, you have to fucking work for. Excuse me, you have to work for. Yes. Seven dollars an hour, you know, doing like the really basic things. And I'm like, yeah, I am there's so much more to me than you know yeah, yeah. doing a spreadsheet or something like that. Yeah. And then But just, you don't you don't get those opportunities. Yeah,
1: exactly. Or you you get tasks and you just think, This is ridiculous. You know, like I, I remember working in one Spanish company and the I was getting taught and they, I was given the opportunity in the comments speech, like I'm given the opportunity fresh out of university to work in this company and they were going to teach me how to be a business person starting off in the office and one of the things they wanted to try and teach me was how to, to show me how to print off emails that they were getting, print them off and archive them
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, put, the, right? put them in folders, yeah, and
1: put them in folders and I was getting told off because I wasn't putting them in the right folder and, and, I and,
0: like, and I had to pour the coffee the right way or something
1: yeah, and I was like, <laughs> this is insane,
0: yeah, you know, it's like I want to do something meaningful that matters, and, yeah. and you don't you don't get that that opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's just it's so yeah, it's just and yeah, you, know. you got to know you like what you're capable of doing. And stuff. You're cap- kids your are you capable of way more than anything. Yeah, yeah, and we're
1: getting beaten out of us while we're at school, and we get I think yeah, maybe at school, maybe at class or whatever, but going out to mind food again. <laughs> so it's so important yeah. to fill your stuff
0: fill your head up with the right material like this you absolutely know? and uh, if you've been listening to this podcast this long hopefully you found uh, some good mm. mind food and ready to take on the world after this interview it has been a lot of fun I really enjoyed it thank you so much Ben for, for coming here yeah and if anybody wants to uh,
1: send us an email if we've got a question I'll do my best to answer it I mean I'm not the most qualified and Maybe I'll come back on this podcast in two or three years as a millionaire. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. But if you want to send us an email, um, I'm trying to think which email I'll just give you a personal one. It's bw670806051 at outlook.com. And just send us an email if you've got any questions or whatever. Okay.
0: And if you couldn't remember that, uh, we'll, post a, we'll post the email in the show notes if that's all right. Or maybe a picture of it. Okay, <laughs> maybe a
1: link, a link. I get so many penis enlargement advertisements already, I don't want any more, Danny. Okay. I'm on the mailing list, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll try to protect <laughs> you
0: from <laughs> the penis pictures.
1: No, actually, um, if you want, if, yeah, if you missed it, just go back and rewind and listen okay. to it again, or just
0: ask Danny. To that, get is, it. that is such a random email address. Maybe the most really?
1: random. Yeah. It was a friend that did the same. He took his old phone number I and mean, it was just for simplicity uh-huh. yeah but there's a million others but that's the one I check the most excellent
0: <laughs> well thanks again Ben it's been a blast
1: I remember now why I got it I'll just say it's because yeah in Spain they don't speak a lot of English so it's one that I could use for English people and Spanish people because it's numbers there we go happy days international email address anyway continue with the ending dude sorry I'll, I'm going <laughs> to cut out the last minute, anyways it's useful information right? <laughs>
0: All right, it's been excellent. Thank you for your time, Ben. I've enjoyed it. Thank you, Danny.
1: Bye-bye.